We hope you follow Campbell on social media, and if you do, you might remember Billy and I driving a prize cab for Campbell Giving Day a few weeks ago. While we were out and about quizzing students on their Campbell trivia knowledge, we picked up Jonathan Molai. He's a senior pre-med student whose trivia knowledge, among other things, really impressed us. So this week, he's our guest on the podcast, and we talk about where he picked up so many Campbell fun facts, why he transferred here from a school with a larger medical school, and why it's important to him to incorporate social entrepreneurship principles into a medical career. In a totally unrelated ending segment, Billy and I discuss the phenomenon of karaoke, love it or hate it. Spoiler alert, we love it. I'm Kate Stoneburner with co-host Billy Liggett, and this rhymes with orange. All right, Jonathan, we ask all of our guests, particularly students, how they came to Campbell. So let's hear that first. All right, so I came to Campbell as a sophomore. I actually transferred here from East Carolina University. Nice. I transferred (laughs) here um, uh, as a biology pre-med major. I was actually a biology and philosophy double major there, but I transferred here because I, uh, well, you know, as you go through life, you have these, uh, like, self-identification sort of, Uh, things that you do where you align yourself with the goals that you have and so Campbell better fit my goals in terms of student life culture and my accessibility to resources so being Mm -hmm. that I'm a pre-med major things are very competitive and being at ECU it's like uh, things are more diluted per se and your your impact as a student upon the population is very limited uh, unless you are able to get to the resources that are already very strained Uh, and so Anyhow, I came here for several reasons, but one of them was because, you know, it's overall cheaper for me to go to school here because of the scholarships and uh, the Campbell giving that they uh, they reward their students with. And so uh, it's it was it was more economical. It, it had a better student culture. It's uh, it aligned with what I wanted to be, given that I want to go to an osteopathic medical school. Mm-hmm. And so. I figured why not go somewhere that you're closer to your goal than be farther away. I actually uh, went to ECU because I wanted to get as far away from home as possible. <laughs> Where's home for you? Home for me is actually Wilkesboro, North Carolina. Oh, it's okay. a small town outside of Boone. Right. So uh, I figured, you know, too far, too close. Let's find somewhere in between that's just right. And I think I found it right here at my home, Campbell University. Well, it's, it's interesting you say the med school part of it. Osteopathic, right. I understand that. But ECU does have a more established medical program right. just because it's older. And, and yet you chose to come to a place that it still has a very young, maybe not quite yet established med school yeah. that right. didn't play a, that didn't matter to you? Right. Well, I actually chose Campbell because, you know, the medical school, even though it's younger, they actually have a rurally centered focus and the fact that it's osteopathic. ECU's medical school, while they do have a mission to keep students in North Carolina, I figured that Campbell being a school that doesn't have a hospital uh, directly adjacent or in, in uh, the same vicinity as its medical school, at least, it focuses on students going out to more uh, underserved populations and it has more resources to allow students to fit into those populations. As I've found out through my experience that with, this, with my time at Campbell, I've been able to go out and work with migrant farm workers and mobile clinics and even work myself in taking vitals in mobile clinics, all because this is a rural school. It's focused on uh, serving rural areas and everything that it, it uh, is in mind, body, and spirit. So while ECU has a good medical school, I figured that Campbell's was better for what I wanted to do with my life. 
think we found the med school's new spokesman. Right. <laughs> We'd love to hear that. We just worked on a story not too long ago on the migrant farm worker program. Really? We went out there and we were yeah. incredibly yeah. impressed with the immersion that the students yeah. just took on just That's by really going cool. out there a couple times every month. Yeah, and this is, a, you know, this is a population that doesn't get the medical care that it needs mm-hmm. and uh, and they maybe they need it more than the average person because of the work they do. And so we were just really impressed by the whole project. Right, right. And, you know, there have been other classes here at Campbell that you find are very unique to the mm-hmm. area. For example, um, I've taken some of them, one of them including uh, Dr. Creed's in Discovering Underserved Communities class. And that's a class where you have students uh, who basically conduct quantitative and qualitative research um, on a county or town of their choice within North Carolina, specifically a rural one, and they they basically help understand what different factors play into creating a sense of community and a shared sense of place in those areas. And because I had that knowledge, it, it just made everything that I did at Campbell more fervent. It made it more um, meaningful because you understand the context with which you're serving as a student and what that can do for where you want to be in life. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's just a great opportunity that I had that helped me make everything uh, more, uh, I guess, a consummate package. So. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no, no. Inspiring. We're so glad you're here. Oh, yeah, 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 glad you found us. Tell how we met him. I okay, listeners. We met Jonathan on a Campbell Prize Cab. We were running um, on Campbell Giving Day. So Billy and I got in a golf cart with Gladys occasionally, and we rode around campus giving students rides to wherever they needed to go, and we asked them trivia questions about our university. We met a lot of great students. But Jonathan jumped on that cab and gave us the most <laughs> yeah. eloquent, articulate, beautiful his Campbell history lesson. I think we both said um, afterward that, uh, <laughs> just like I said to. just then, was... Uh, I didn't mean to, he no, said. It's, it's, it, I, we were just, we were really impressed. I mean, yeah. the short end, we were really impressed. And uh, we were both kind of curious, just uh, what was that experience like for you? <laughs> yeah. Because obviously you impressed us. Two well, random strangers. Yeah, I had a, a genetics exam that day, and I was just a... Uh, Pulled an all-nighter because I was studying just for that exam. I had two other exams that same day and another exam the next day. So I was Yikes. pretty, uh, you know. So the last thing you there. needed was, was uh, <laughs> just to, a hey, cab coming come up, up yeah, asking you more <laughs> trivia questions. Yeah. Sorts, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was good because it gave me some confidence that I was doing something right, I suppose. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, it, it put things in a bigger perspective because I was like, you know, these are questions that you don't really... Uh, get asked as a student and uh, you rarely get to go riding around in a golf cart with people asking you questions and on a camera and everything and I th- I you're thought, not wrong <laughs> yeah so I was like that's really interesting and I just happen to know these things through my time from I guess orientation and I guess uh, students who are older than me had passed on this knowledge through generations and some professors just long hours in office hours just uh happened to pass those nuggets of history down and wow somehow it all became useful in this moment so well the good news is we yeah. filmed it and uh, yeah. that video will actually be coming out very soon so you can see jonathan's performance as well as, as a few yeah. other students who who did really well too but no we were we were impressed but then through that we just learned so much more about you and uh yeah 
Yeah, yeah. Was stay cool. tuned for that video. <laughs> well, Jonathan's here with us on his spring break, which we appreciate. And you spent part of your spring break with the Sullivan Foundation in yeah. Chattanooga, Tennessee. Yeah. Um, for those who don't know, the Sullivan Foundation, correct me if I'm wrong, it's a it's a service organization right? for it's... students all across the country. Correct. Okay. Yeah. So um, the Sullivan Foundation basically is about, um, it's it's about 50, it's at, at least 50 years old, and it's uh, uh, it's been... What I like to say is it's it's a disruptive sort of uh, it's a disruptive in a positive way, almost like positive deviance sort of uh, think tank that helps create or foster or nurse students who specialize in the field of social entrepreneurship. And one doesn't just specialize in the field of social entrepreneurship by setting out to do so. It's more of a result that happens um, as a consequence of different experiences that shape you into a leader, um, specifically those that, you know, come out of, uh, say, chaos or, or adversity. In, in some ways, basically, you can be a student of any sort of major and uh, want to affect change in your community uh, to fill a need. And that happened to be me, being that I'm a student at a rural university, there were a lot of needs to fill, um, both on campus and in Harnett County. And so that's why my personal quest has been to figure out how to best fill those needs and serve those populations. So the Sullivan Foundation uh, just seemed like the right fit. And so um, several students, about six or so, um, went with uh, professors, Dr. Bartlett, Dr. John Bartlett in the biology building and uh, mm -hmm. in the biology department and Dr. Dan Maynard, who uh, helped uh, they were acted as our campus liaisons to the Sullivan Foundation they went with us uh, we got in a van and uh, drove <laughs> about what a thousand miles to Chattanooga Tennessee long hours mm -hmm. and uh, we met other students just like us who were leaders in their communities in schools and we all had a total of about what 44 um, I believe students who uh, sat around well we didn't sit sorry not sat around but <laughs> we, we put our heads together and yeah. we engaged in a series of very interesting uh experiences listening to other entrepreneurs who had done it right mm. um who had helped uh the communities uh that they were part of flourish and come back from almost dying off due to other circumstances that caused adversity in, in the first place and so anyways we we got to see how placemaking and um art and we got to see how technology and community and collaboration uh, were marshaled so that different leaders could create different environments where these communities could come back, flourish, and become examples for communities around them uh, on how to really create a shared sense of place and how to do things that were new and innovative in that sort of field. Um, now, that's very general, and I can go into specifics, too, if you'd like. Well, I guess what I'm curious about is you usually associate entrepreneurship with business, but right. uh, but for you, um, how, do you use, how do you take what you get from a trip like this and mm -hmm. um, implement it into your approach to the medical field right so entrepreneurship um, if I'm correct entrepreneur is actually a derivation of a French French word entre meaning to enter or and preneur to take uh, and so I suppose that the word entrepreneur means someone who can enter into a field and take the opportunities that are presented and use them in the best way possible. So this trip specifically focused around social entrepreneurship, which is doing that in a way that benefits the community 
in a way where socially when they interact it's a uh, win-win for everybody and so like philosophy uh, social entrepreneurship is applicable to any field that you decide to be a leader in so it's a, it's basically a tool that leaders can use to affect meaningful and positive change in their communities and so as a physician in a rural area they oftentimes be they oftentimes are the leaders in those in those areas and being someone who might being a leader hopefully in in a rural area because that's where i choose where i hope to serve uh you know i'd like to have skills that can equip me to marshal community members and resources so that you know if something needs to happen to set the community on the right track or to bring something back uh in the future because life the only thing constant is really change uh you know that's a skill that I need to have that I would like to be able to work with others and working with others is really the one thing that uh, everyone needs to be able to to do uh, mm -hmm. as a result of going to college or higher education. Well, um, I just want to make a side note to our listeners that uh, these are the type of students we have at Campbell University. I'm, right. I'm just I'm, uh, continually impressed about, about what you have to say about uh, what you want to do and, and uh, what you're getting from your Campbell experience. And I, I guess that's what I wanted to go to is going back to your decision to uh, transfer to Campbell. Mm -hmm. um, you're nearing the end. You graduate. Mm -hmm. uh, for, I'd like to know what's next, but also if you can kind of mm -hmm. just reflect on your Campbell experience and, and tell us, was it the right choice? Right. I can unequivocally say that Campbell was the right choice. I've never regretted a single moment of being here. And I can tell you that I would, if I had the chance to go back and do it again, or if I had to advise any of my siblings or any of my close friends who are still in high school, I would say go to Campbell University because the professors have the time to sit and listen to you and to really connect with you and make sure that your learning happens. They care about your learning. Uh, you know, I'm not going to throw the schools under the bus, but I will say that Campbell does the extra mile. They go the extra mile to make sure that the experience of education is not just something like the banking model, which is, you know, throwing education into a mass production line of students and making sure that they understand it. It's, it's more of a personalized type of philosophy that really gets into who these students are uh, and how the education or how the material applies to their life and how they can use it to be the best that they can be. And professors all around campus embody that with the time that they spend engaging with their students. And so uh, do I think it was the right choice? Yes, I do. Uh, would I do it again? Yes, I would. Would I recommend it to anyone else? Unequivocally so. Uh, What's next for me? Well, given that my time now is uh, is coming close to an end um, to graduation, it does not mean that my relationship with Campbell is going to be severed. Um, I I am currently engaged with the different students and projects as a result of this one field trip with the Sullivan Foundation um, in enriching student life. We have big things in store, um, one of them being Campbell Create, which basically aims to create um, artistic and expressive spaces around campus so that students can, uh, you know, ex feel that this campus is more part of them than a distant arm of an administration that gives them education uh, and to do that first what I've learned is that you need to connect with the community and figure out what they want you have to read the pulse of what's happening so we attempt to do that first but those are some goals that we have in mind so as I'm working with students who are still uh, attending Campbell 
I'm going to be taking a gap year to study for and then take my MCAT. So I, I'm, I'm the type of person who I don't take any chances. I, <laughs> I, I, I'd like to do it right the first time. So, uh, you know, I get that in and then, you know, I'll be working around the area and clinics and uh, shadowing more and, you know, just doing what I can to build the experience necessary to achieve my goals um, as a graduate. Hopefully I'll be able to, uh, well, I'll be applying to medical schools. Osteopathic. You've got you've got the Campbell Med School water bottle here at the table with us here. <laughs> right. I was wondering if that was a hint. So. Right. Well, yeah, just slap that sticker on there because uh, uh, it's it's my goal. I do I do hope to uh, become a double camel and uh, go to QSUM one day. That's that's a dream of mine. But you know this it's a very com it's a very uh, um, competitive uh, world we live in. So um, I'm I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that I have um, my my experiences in the best order for me to be able to uh, achieve my goals. So I'll be doing that. But while I'm uh, after I've graduated, I also work on campus as a teaching assistant. So I hope to, you know, uh, continue to educate other students um, in zoology and biology and different things. Uh, and, you know, hopefully that will maintain a relationship with the university that will be beneficial for both them and me. And that's what I can only hope to do, you know, to be a yeah. continual member of the community that helps to enrich others' lives. We have no doubt <laughs> that you're going to be successful in whatever med school you eventually end up in. You end up in med school. Um, we think that you're a very well-rounded person, so we're not worried about you, Jonathan. We like you, Jonathan. Trying to say. I, I you Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah. We'll definitely keep in touch. We want to see where you're going. Mm -hmm. And we are about to wrap up our podcast, and Billy and I had a just a little fun segment we wanted to do at the end. Because you're such a well-rounded person, we figured you're the kind of person who likes music. I love music. And we were at a conference recently where we had some karaoke nights. Yeah. And you know yeah. what? It's harder to pick karaoke songs than you think it is. So our right. question for you to wrap up our podcast today is, what is your go-to karaoke song if you have one? Wow. And why? You know, there are so many. Mm. I, uh... Goodness, goodness. Oh, this is the way we were, too. <laughs> you know, you know, you really got me with this one because there are so many different ones I could choose from. I did not prep you well for this yeah. question. I no, apologize for that. Fine. He just told us he does not like to, you know, he yeah, doesn't he like to be surprised. Plan. No, that's fine. You know, so what I'm going to do, I'm going to look at my phone and I'm going to see uh, what the last thing I was listening to because it changes from time to time. Okay. And so um, actually, you know. Uh, the last thing that I have pulled up is a song, All I Have to Do is Dream by the Everly Brothers. And I was actually just singing to that in the car on my way here. I love to sing to different music. Um, but We're, we're, we're going to end this interview by playing yeah, out with that music. That we're going to play that music yeah, on the way out. <laughs> right. Thank you so much for joining us today, Jonathan. Uh, I hope uh, people that listen to this, like I said, do realize that uh, um, you are a, a great spokesman for Campbell University, and we're very happy to have you here. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. So that's Jonathan's karaoke pick, but over the weekend, um, Billy and I probably got up on a stage, what, 10 times between the both of us. That's a low number. Was that a little aggressive? Perhaps, but we had a great time. So we wanted to chat about our favorite karaoke do's and don'ts and best karaoke songs. So. I think you're, uh, you're not setting the scene enough, though. We were at a conference. <laughs> I don't want people it, to really? not think that we just like appeared on a stage. No, we were at a conference in Greenville, South Carolina. And next, like almost right next door to our hotel was 
a karaoke place where <laughs> it was karaoke night i don't know two and nights in a row which seems odd to a me. little excessive right yeah, yeah i don't know not to us clearly but we discovered and and we can talk about this because karaoke is a fascinating topic mm. and and even jonathan over here was like yeah i have i have <laughs> of course I, have so, a karaoke song. I don't know i don't know what to think of karaoke but i like doing it i just do i don't know mm-hmm. i'm not i would not have what i would think is a above average voice at all um you're shaking your head like i agree with you no i'm shaking my head like that's very debatable and probably one of the reasons you like karaoke and then kate good at karaoke kate you are a professional singer i'm not a professional (laughs) singer however i have sung things before as many people have we both discovered that we we are super competitive yeah. at this and poor sarah let's yeah. talk about sarah Our for a sarah minute. is a saint who sat there and took it as we stood up and embarrassed ourselves multiple times and she was even gracious enough to give us some song suggestions so she did but yeah. what i guess what i wanted to just talk about was just the whole idea of karaoke like mm-hmm. why why is it a rush why you it's know such an adrenaline boost why is it an adrenaline like why because you know because you you grow out of those opportunities you know when you're in college i feel like not even in college when you're a student your whole life you get up on stage for talent shows whether you want to or not your parents force you to do things you don't want to do i was in seventh (laughs) seventh and eighth grade choir yeah yeah Yeah. i think music is something that for a lot of people you're forced into you get sick of it you phase out of it and then you're never on a stage again unless you purposely put yourself up there um and it's a rarity and karaoke is one outlet of like five Besides community theater and a bunch of other things that people don't want to do. And karaoke is the fun one that happens in bars. So. I think community, there's something to be said about community theater, too. That's another oh, thing that... I also love community yeah, theater, so there right. you go. But, that's, but maybe that's all about... It's all for the performers, though. Mm-hmm. Like, does the audience really get anything out of, out I would of, say uh, absolutely out of karaoke or... You know what? There's a lot of times I've gone to karaoke bars and just listened, and I think it's fun. The night we went... There were usually you go to these karaoke places, and it's a bunch of people who maybe have had one or two mm-hmm. too many, and and they're just kind of slurring and and they're doing it out of a dare, or whatever. But on this particular night, we discovered that there was some real talent up there. Yeah. It was almost kind of like wow, we had to step up our game. Yeah, it's like going to. I a, enjoyed that more though. I think it's more fun that way. If you live anywhere near Raleigh and you've ever been to. Brick House. Brick House is a bar that does karaoke nights, and it's very serious karaoke. These are people who clearly missed their shot and have been practicing in the shower, and there's this adorable man. If anyone knows him, please give me his phone number. Um, he's probably 75. He's the sweetest person. He's so friendly. He'll talk to anyone who wants to talk to him, and he's at that karaoke night every night, and he always sings Frank Sinatra's My Way, and he does a darn good job singing Frank Sinatra's My Way. He wears a red sweater, and I just, I, I want to know his story. I really do. I think karaoke appeals to a lot of different That's, people. And, and he, he does it for himself. Mm-hmm. Like, there's something about yeah. that song, getting in front of an audience, and the applause for a karaoke only lasts for right. 20 seconds, and it's the next song. Never does somebody come up after you after a karaoke song and tell you that they changed your um. life. <laughs> All right, never well, sorry. <laughs> Unless um, you're at the CNET. That actually did happen to both of us. They came up it to us. It happened to Billy. Gonna, I was just not going to say the song. <laughs> it's embarrassing, but they came up to us and said that uh, that he had tears in his eyes he his exact words for um that song meant a lot to me 
really changed my life and he sounded exactly like bradley cooper and if that doesn't give away no, the song no, then nothing no. will it was uh yes yeah no no <laughs> i'm cutting that part out okay. no it was it was uh it was fun it, it's just an interesting like when you're done with it it's an interesting psychological mm-hmm. to case study i guess to to why we all like karaoke so much and so um you i joke that you're a professional singer but really you've got you've got albums on spotify you can't deny that right i can't deny that yes and so i do not <laughs> <laughs> but you could no 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 i have a podcast on uh, itunes that's as far as i'm going with my voice but no it's uh i think you're right though it's growing up you are thrown out there on the stage and then um, most of us, 99% of us don't go on to do that. 99.999% of us don't end up going on to do that. And then, um, karaoke and community theater and what are some other avenues like that that I can't really think of? Those I'm allow you... like, yeah, road trip jam sessions. People on like, YouTube. Yeah. People yeah. that YouTube themselves. And sometimes they hit it big. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, the people on YouTube are the people that didn't catch the break or, you know, That's so... True. Um, there is an entertainer in all of us is what I'm trying to say. Except Sarah. Sarah had no desire to get up there. <laughs> what would it take to get Sarah back up, up there? Oh, man. We're going to have to find out next year. So if you are listening to this and uh, you like to comment on anything we do, we'd like to hear your karaoke songs, yes. your your favorites, your go-to, because there will be more conferences mm-hmm. in the future. There will be more opportunities to do this. And you know what? I had the idea that the new student center should uh, use the yeah. theater room, the new theater, on certain nights. It should be, you know, how that's kind of how they did it at the other conference I went to where a lot of people did it. They used a mini movie theater and they put the words up on the giant screen behind them like that, so everybody could sing nice. along and it had the bouncing ball up there. Oh, and there you go. Yeah, That's yeah. The way to do I it. think Campbell should do that, and we should get this whole karaoke community coming, <laughs> starting here, and then led by Kate Stoneburner. And, <laughs> Absolutely uh, not. Supported verbally by Billy. Lake. <laughs> what's a fun name for a Campbell karaoke club? I think you just There's said it right. There's a lot of alliteration <laughs> happening. Yeah. There's so yeah. many possibilities. But anyways. Tell us your songs. To, to rap t- my songs? No, I'm telling them. Oh, to tell oh yeah, songs. yeah. I don't have songs. <laughs> this was the other thing we decided is when it was time to decide songs, we panicked. We made and- <laughs> really bad choices. <laughs> we did. You get up there and you're like, oh, wait. This does not I know the chorus that. to this. I had no idea what any of these lyrics were. Yeah. And even when they're right in front of the screen, on yeah, it just doesn't yeah. help. But anyways, hey, I wanted to say I had a good time. And, Me uh, too. Um, I hope there are more. <laughs> Don't worry. We're going back, whether All they right. want us to or not. <laughs> Eat your heart out, Bradley Cooper. <laughs> <laughs>